0: Hi, I'm Justine and I'm here to tell you being mentally ill isn't the end of the world. I know what it's like to live with a mental illness. It's hard. You're constantly trying to hide your struggles from others and you feel like you're weaker than others because of your illness, but that's not true. So many badasses struggle with mental illnesses, but they don't talk about them because they're afraid of being judged or thought of as weak minded. Well guess what? They're not. We can change that by talking openly about our struggles and sharing our stories with each other in a positive light. This is why I created Mentally a Badass, so we can come together as badasses who are also mentally ill or who's had it rough in life and share our stories with one another in a safe place that celebrates our strengths rather than shames our weaknesses. I hope this podcast helps you feel less alone in this crazy life of ours and I hope it makes your life just a little bit better. In today's episode, we sat down with Brittany, who is a CBD advocate for mental health treatment. If you're someone who struggles with anxiety, stress, depression, or even sleep and is debating on using CBD as an alternative route for treatment, this is the episode for you. So sit down, relax, and enjoy the wisdom that we're going to receive from Brittany. Hey everybody, welcome back to mentally a badass. My name is Justine and I have one of my good friends Brittany here to talk about CBD, anxiety, postpartum depression. We have a lot of great topics that we're going to chat about. So thank you so much for taking your time to chat with us today.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. absolutely
0: so just like in every episode immensely a badass we're gonna go deep deep into your past because we like to be uh invasive and (laughs) i'm just kidding (laughs) i just felt like i had to throw a joke in there (laughs) okay all right so you told me that you know you've always experienced anxiety which is one of the reasons why you are using cbd and then also um that does contribute to, you know, postpartum depression, people who usually experience that usually do have like pre existing mental health conditions. So is, do you feel that there's something that stems from your childhood that may have caused you to have an anxious mind?
1: You know, it's really funny. Um, I've been in therapy in and out like my entire life. Um, The first time I remember being anxious, I was probably like seven or eight years old. And it was like this fear, like my parents went to dinner, like a normal thing. And mm-hmm. I don't really know what, what, like what prompted it, but all of a sudden I had this irrational like this fear that like, they weren't going to come home. Like, like I was afraid, like they were hit by, they were walk into the street, hit by a car. So I'd like call the restaurant and like hear their voice. And it was like, ever since then I would just have that, like, what if kind of spiral, like that anxious um, people with anxiety tend to deal with. Mm-hmm. And so starting at like, I want to say like 10 or 11 years old. I went to like a, I guess like a child therapist where they had like this. If you are somebody who's been when you're younger, it's like they have like a sandbox and they have like mm-hmm. toys and you like mess around. And then basically I was in therapy in kind of in and out from when I was like, yeah, again, like 10 years old all the way through, I feel like the beginning of college and took a break again until I found a therapist I really loved at like the age of 30. And I've been with her ever since. So typically
0: when a child, like, fears, like, oh, this can happen, this can happen, it's kind of, like, stems from, like, abandonment issues. Would you, would you agree with that?
1: Um, I, you know, it's funny, like, I, it could happen, I guess. I never had a specific instance or, like, or as, as when I've worked with therapists, like, we haven't, like, pinpointed, like, an exact moment where like i was actually physically abandoned but um yeah it's just it's really it's really weird how like our little kids we manifest it and like for so many different ways and just the way we interpret certain things
0: yeah i believe abandonment is not fully like physical what i'm saying is that it can also stem from like emotional um, oh yeah but then, but then totally. you may not have like realized it as a child it's always like subconsciously
1: yeah no that that definitely makes sense like something got internalized and that mm-hmm. there was like, this fear that like i somehow in my mind my science brain like as a kid i needed that reassurance that like with mm-hmm. evidence that like things were going to be okay and for whatever reason uh-huh. it didn't get fulfilled and not yeah. a negative thing on like parents yeah. were trying but something yeah. i uncovered in therapy about it was like you just needed someone to like show you uh-huh. like that it was gonna like you know that no like we like, we know how to like cross the street. Like, of course we're yeah. going to come home and things yeah. like that. And for whatever reason, yeah. it just the message didn't get conveyed. And so my brain just it got this like core belief issue with it. Um, like worrying that like bad things are going to happen.
0: Yeah. It also could be maybe if you, let's say, I feel like I'm kind of having like a therapy session with you right now. <laughs> um, I think it's just cause I'm very like, when people talk to me about this stuff, I get so intrigued and like always feel like I'm not trying to diagnose you. I'm not in that position. I was thinking like maybe there was a time you were like watching TV or maybe like you weren't watching TV Maybe you're in your room or something like coloring and maybe you heard like your brain, your subconscious brain heard Oh, these people got into a car accident. Right.
1: Right. So I kind of think
0: like because I'm a firm believer that everything like is for a reason it's um yeah. so even but it's like not everyone can really fully like undercover that um so like saying if I usually like I said, usually my guests I'm not like oh let me try to like I, I literally never have conversations like this I just think that I just like when I'm hearing what you're saying I'm like I really have a feeling that usually I mean every, anybody would fear if their parents don't come home with their kids that's I just feel like because you know your parents are your caretakers the people that you look up to and such um but yeah maybe who knows maybe you were like listen your subconscious was listening to the news <laughs> Maybe the yeah news right way. exactly maybe, just saw something
1: like saw something heard something from older kid like
0: yeah and, maybe in school or like because i feel like now I mean, we're it's older so don't
1: weird. Feel- it, yeah it's so weird and that's like like you know my therapist and I have talked about it a bunch. I'd like, she's like, we, I wish it was like this clear cut. Like, this is like the date and time. Like that could like be the root cause of all of this, but usually that's just, that's just not how it works. Um, Just some, for some reason it just got, gets triggered. And then it just like somehow kind of builds over the years. Um, and so then my brain kind of, would go to this place so then if I didn't know something I would expect that the worst happened instead of just being like oh I just don't know what's gonna happen so instead of it just being a neutral like I don't know what's gonna happen it could be positive (laughs) it could be negative I, I would always jump to like worst case scenario
0: yeah and that typically of course does happen with you know anxiety disorders does anxiety disorders run in your family
1: not that I'm aware of um but I definitely know that like People are like anxious in my family, so like <laughs> I definitely remember like you know hearing like um you know like my you know would probably also my dad was a personal injury attorney, and so I would hear uh-huh. all his stories about like all like the crazy accidents. Uh, I,
0: I think we're starting to get to something here. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love how I'm like hmm, I would like just kind of getting you like thinking for certain things. I'm just like maybe we, I the reason I never became a therapist just because I feel like. I'm crying with the with the patient but I just like feel like I'm just like the kind of person where my mind is like oh there's more to it or something like that so I'm kind of like I realized I was joking in the beginning but I was kind of acting invasive in a way (laughs) that I wasn't (laughs) intending to um but yeah no if, if he was like a personal injury person and you're hearing like all like you know negative things some people getting hurt
1: yeah
0: uh, i know right it's like who i, would I think have thought that have maybe a-
1: i would assume like, i'd start my <laughs> my undeveloped brain or like make these like connections about
0: yeah yeah and it's because when, when you're when you're a kid you don't like think how you're thinking right now
1: exactly, exactly you know
0: so that's why i love to oh have an open conversation about someone's childhood before we talk about you know the topic that you you know you want to speak about today is because it's just it's mind-blowing you know, it's yeah. like, oh, wow. I think we kind of like got it here. So um, today, do you still have like that same like thought process? Like if you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah.
1: I, yeah, I think like I still will deal with like falling anxiety or anxious mm-hmm, thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. Say, like my whole mm-hmm. life, but I'm like in a much better place. Not just because, yeah, like CBD has helped me in the last um, year or so, but because mm-hmm. I've made such huge, like I've been with the same therapist for like six years. And mm-hmm. so we've made like a ton of work. And actually I started doing EMDR therapy, um, which I always say this wrong. It's like eye movement. I think it's so. Yeah,
0: I'm, I'm familiar with it. It's eye yeah. Movement... And so when we
1: started doing that, exactly, I started having yeah. like some really big, like, like click, like, oh my God moments, like seeing all these connections. And it just yeah. like, really, it just, you you know, picking, working on those core beliefs that like we have. And like, it's been like a slow process. Like, so keep like peeling the onion. I feel like another layer, another layer. And it like, it's been been so helpful.
0: That's exactly like kind of how it works. It also really makes me think of that movie Inside Out.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, literally, I'm obsessed with that movie just because it's literally psychology. Like it explains psychology to a kid.
1: I know and it's Which so is- true the emotions and it's just and like one of my big things is like for me like I was always like a crier so like I didn't mm-hmm. get angry I would just cry mm-hmm. and so like learning then is like so I just like whatever reason I never learned how to be angry when I was little like I for some reason would default to crying and then mm-hmm. as an adult now like through therapy and everything I'm listening, like Oh, I can like have all these emotions and they're all fine. And like, I will come back to normal. Like if you just give me the time. And so like learning now it's like, I have these weird like self-awareness. Now I can just like, look, like, give me an hour. Like I will be okay. Like, I, it's okay. Like, let me cry for 15 minutes.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. That's so nice. I feel like I used to be a cryer. Now I'm just like, I get angry more often. I feel like I'd rather be a cryer. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but I mean, like I get angry too now, yeah, thinking. yeah, we're and,
0: human, yeah, you know. exactly,
1: but now I know what to do with it like I think, yeah when we're little, we just don't know like we develop our whatever defense coping mecha- coping mechanisms then we get stuck in them and then it's like, you know,
0: <laughs> do you know that uh, wait, how old's your child right now?
1: almost eighteen months
0: oh okay, okay. and so so we're not in the tall to- are we in the taller Okay, Technically, soon, a toddler.
1: I, like I'm starting say, yeah. soon. I, she's a toddler. <laughs> I okay, she toddler. like walking and everything. Oh yeah, she's like running around.
0: Okay, it's awesome. I don't think I've seen. Have you seen pictures recently? I don't know. You know what? I don't
1: share a lot of pictures on my um, my public Instagram. Um, uh-huh. her, like I'll pop her in my stories every once in a while, but yeah. on my like, on my feet I don't really have her.
0: Oh, gotcha, gotcha. That makes sense. Um, I was gonna say something. Um, so when I was in New Jersey, I was like taking care of a toddler and um she had like a lot of anger in her like a lot of like hitting and screaming and such and so I was like you know what let me give her like this stuffed animal and I'm like this can be your designated stuffed animal so whenever you're angry just like take out your anger on the stuffed animal so so you rather like do that than like hit your like hit somebody you know what I mean right for those two weeks that I'll take care of a toddler all my Facebook ads were like stuff for kids like I was like a I was like a mother for those two weeks (laughs) so uh, anyway so I googled like stuff for like anger management and like emotional regulation and things like that like, you make like a corner in your house and it has like all these like certain toys for like emotions and such so instead of like if a, if your like kid is like having a tantrum or whatever you don't like punish them yeah you bring them to that corner so they can learn how to like handle those emotions and I'm like I literally was like looking at this I'm like that's so smart because yeah. it's it's true I, I'm just like slightly I've just been I don't have kids but like I've just been so big on like learning things like that just because I'm like and I'm sure you are too you're a new mother and everything that you're a big believer that you know everything starts at your childhood mm-hmm. so it's really like how you you know discipline kids or take care of your kids and just like things like that it's like matters to like for them to be become an amazing person of society so i've just been like so into that whole like psychology of children and all that so i it know was just,
1: so yeah, yeah so there's this one woman i can't i think she's called big i think it's like big little feelings on instagram and she has oh, all these tips name. like about like dealing with toddlers and kids like how to handle like when, it's like you know when your kid's having a tantrum like no like you didn't do anything wrong like yeah yes. and part of it's like their brain is developing so fast and yes. they just don't know how like they can't express it and so it comes out and like crying or or screaming or whatever. Stomping, like, yeah. like remember, like if you're upset, like you're not in yeah. a headspace to learn how to act better. <laughs> <You have laughs> to, like calm down. So it's the same thing with like, you know, your kid. You have to like let them know that you're supporting you know, like I'm here for I know you're upset right now. And like it's okay to yeah. be upset. And yeah. then it's like then when they're calm, then you can have the conversation. And oh I was, absolutely. I was like, oh my God, it makes so much sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, it it definitely does. I feel like, you know, back in the days um, uh, I, mean, I don't know how you were brought up and whatever, but, um, before I keep, I feel like I'm kind of getting a little bit off topic. So I'm going to kind of like go back to your anxiety. Did you take medication? That's not CBD.
1: Yeah. Right. So when uh, the first time I took medication, I was 13. It's mm-hmm. I, and I was, it's my pediatrician shifted gears more towards, I guess, I don't know if it was like more psych psychiatric in terms of like, um, mm-hmm. treating kids. And so I remember, um, I'd always been anxious. I didn't really know what was wrong. They didn't really, I feel like in the 90s, they didn't really, wasn't as talked about as much. There wasn't as much support, I think, for like mm-hmm. mental health. And definitely not like people didn't talk about it in schools and things. There like weren't like that.
0: podcasts like this that would be like, let me, yeah, exactly. let me just see what they got to say
1: yeah um and I remember I like went to his office I took like a test and he was like okay it's like you know the reason you feel anxious is like your serotonin levels are like depleted and mm-hmm. so like you lower serotonin levels in your brain so that like what we need to we could be, give you something it's going to help balance those you shouldn't feel as anxious and so as like a 12, 12 or 13 year old um my biggest thing was I would I would have a hard time sleeping over at friend's house and if you remember like middle school like having sleepovers is like the biggest thing yes And my, yeah so my big thing was i'd be at my friend's house i'd be fine having fun then time to go to bed and then like if i didn't fall asleep first i would then get anxious and get worried if i can't sleep that meant i was gonna get sick then oh my god if i get sick that i'm not gonna be able to sleep and it was like this crazy cycle so a lot of times I'd have to end up calling my parents at like midnight, like come pick me up from my friend's house. Oh, okay. And so this happened a lot. And so I met with my doctor and then he's like, okay, we want to try this medication. And so I tried it and it did help. Um, I was actually able to like, go with my friend and her dad to like Hawaii for a week, which was like, a, like, which was great. Um, But I remember I was like, you know, I like therapy helped me a lot. I'm like, I'd rather just not be on medication if I don't have to be. Mm-hmm. And so I remember when I had to taper off of the medication, I didn't like it because it was such a strong, like, I think i had skipped, like, I, I like missed a dose and I got a horrific headache and it like freaked me out. And I was like, I don't want to mess with my brain chemistry if I don't have to. And so then I didn't take anything again until I was in college. Um, They put me on, I think they put me on Zoloft or something for like a couple months. And I remember like, I didn't feel like a huge difference in like my mood. Um, I didn't, I was, I saw a therapist. We didn't have a great relationship. I've like, as as you know, if you don't have a good relationship with your therapist, it like, it doesn't work well for you. Yeah. And so yeah. So, um, so after a couple months, I was like, I stopped taking it because I felt like it wasn't doing anything. Um, so I've been, I've, I've had medications on and off, but for me, therapy always was like the ticket that helped me with my anxiety. And I, maybe because my anxiety wasn't like at the full, like general, like AD diagnosis. So like, maybe I didn't have the level solo that they needed, um, the biochemistry help, but yeah, for me, it just didn't work that great. So that particular
0: doctor that you're referring to when you were 13, when he said your serotonin levels are low, that's what he said, right? How did he know that?
1: This is the funniest thing. And it's like, I don't remember getting like a blood draw. I I took like a written test and maybe it was his just way, maybe I answered questions, which put me into an anxiety category, which then he just was like trying to explain it to me in that way. Because I was like, (laughs) this is like so funny. I literally had this conversation with my current therapist recently. I was like, like how do you know like, so like, yeah,
0: that I was gonna ask him like do you do some type of like scientific tests on you and see like your levels of- you no know, I
1: my guess is that I feel like maybe children pharma like pharmacology must have just been like this was like the year like two not even 2000 like
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so also, maybe it was like the beginning and so they were learning that like oh for some kids who have anxiety it means they have low serotonin so you can get yeah. medication and so maybe it's kind of like textbook
0: like- stuff yeah
1: yeah, like connecting the dots or something.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I think, you know, lately what's been really spoken about a lot on TikTok and from like other, um, that are not just like psychiatrists that are like other doctors, um, is like hormones. Yeah. You know, like if your hormones are imbalanced, it can mess with your brain chemistry. And that's, I, like, yeah. that's 100% true. And has a lot to what you eat as well. Um, so maybe because I was thinking like, cause a lot of times, I usually I don't hear that teenagers are on like medication. till they're like 16 when their brain's a little bit more Mm -hmm. developed. So Mm -hmm. I think you're like the first person that I know that was on medication at that young of age. Um, Cause usually they try to like, cause I went, I I started going to therapy when I was 15. Mm -hmm. And I think at that, I think when I was that age, I was like, Oh yeah, I want to be on meds because I was just like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to be dealing with this. But I think the therapist was like, they didn't want to, Put me on medication. They felt like was absolutely like needed, just yeah. because when you, because when you're a teenager, you're still literally growing. You know yeah. your brain. So yeah, so that, that that yeah, you're like the first person I know that was like. I mean, I'm sure yeah, there's other think, people too, but
1: I think it was. I don't even think I took it a year, maybe a year. It was very short lived, and then I was like, I feel fine. I don't need this anymore. And so oh, I was like, that's like the most
0: common thing we all say, know. like after like you. know,
1: yeah. But I just remember, um, yeah, I was like, I was like, I want to go off of this. I don't want to be on it anymore. And so my mom was like, okay, so I'll talk to the doctor about how to like, you know, taper off medication. I remember tapering off. And I was like, I hate this process. Never want to do this again. Oh
0: no. Yeah. It's horrible. Oh my gosh. When I had to like go off my bipolar meds, it was like, ugh, not fun.
1: Yeah. And then I, like, you know, I remember, um, yeah, I just remember like in, I guess, I guess it was after college when I, Found like found other therapists. Like I've moved around quite a bit, so if, like I move locations, like find new therapists. Um,
0: yeah.
1: And um, I remember like making these, you know, like really connecting with like the person and like feeling they really actually asked me like questions that were like really probing at the correct things in a good way, and didn't didn't feel like too intrusive or didn't feel cruel. I feel like I've met with therapists before where it's like the way almost like condescending sometimes when they hear about your stories. Um. But and then like, once I found somebody, I am like, oh, I'm like, I'm oh, making all this headway. And I was like, wow, I'm like, I feel like so much better equipped. And I'm like, and I don't need the met, like the met. I didn't have any medication involved. So I was uh, like, this is awesome. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I always like feel like, you know, there, I feel like, I feel like I'm putting my personal opinion too much in this, but I always like the way I think about medications, like I believe in them when you absolutely, absolutely like need it. Yes. You know, when there's really like no other choice and you are like in the dump, if you know what I mean yeah that's where I'm like medication can truly like save somebody um so you mentioned you had postpartum depression
1: um yeah so like um I would say so I don't think it'd be more I guess postpartum anxiety so PPA like they kind of go hand in hand and like thankfully I since I already had a therapist that I trusted I like knew like like you know i had been like they ask you what your when you after you give birth you have to go in for a 6 week follow up appointment and you're mm-hmm. like sleep deprived you have a newborn you're like whatever so they like they will they'll ask you this like panel of questions to see if you fall into specifically PPD like postpartum mm-hmm. depression or PPA category mm-hmm. and i didn't like i didn't like fall into it like by the criteria but i was like still nervous like like my felt my anxiety was like especially heightened so like i started going back to see my therapist Um, more regularly because I didn't see her for like a while, um, like, you know, after giving birth and such. And so it was, but yeah, I would say that it definitely was very, a lot of things were so triggering as a new mom in the pandemic Mm -hmm. and like all these Mm -hmm. things, I couldn't have the family support system there that initially that we would have had if it hadn't been in like COVID times and things like that. So definitely added to like the anxiety being like heightened, I think, and like triggered during that time. (laughs) So
0: what did you do to like cope with that besides so, like therapy? Do you have any of those strategies?
1: Yeah. So definitely I would say reach out to like, if you can reach out to like young moms or friends anyone you feel close with. So I, I do feel fortunate. I had like three or four close like um, mom friends that I knew who had kids and they were just like, you know, they were able to give me advice. I'd be like, I'm feeling like this. or like, you're totally normal. Like what you're doing is fine. So just finding support in any way is huge. Um, it doesn't have to be family. And sometimes it's even more helpful because our mothers, which are amazing and I love my mom, but like they had kids like 40 years ago. Yeah. They're <laughs> a little different now. Of course. Sometimes- their opinions, um, even though they're trying to be helpful, are all oh, it can be to make things a little more challenging.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. And also, I just feel like the world then when they were, when they had kids versus now, it's just like a completely, yeah, completely different world. Yeah. Like a hundred percent. Like, like they were raising us. Uh, wait, what year were you born?
1: I was born in 86.
0: Okay. So you're the millennial.
1: Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm
0: like, like at the end of the spectrum of, I don't know what I am.
1: <laughs> what year uh, were you born?
0: 95. Oh, okay. So it's like that year where it's like, I don't know if I'm a Gen Zer or a millennial. Yeah. I feel like I'm both, kind of. You're though. like
1: on the cusp. You're fine. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> so, you know, during those times, they, I mean, they had, did they have the internet then? When was the internet? Of- <laughs> <laughs> internet like started now?
1: coming about when I was like in middle school. <laughs> okay. So oh, yeah, there God. was no there was no real internet like when didn't I was. were not you like a from teacher?
0: Like my Are you still a teacher?
1: Me? Yeah. I work part. T- Actually, I'm teaching part time. So after my daughter was born, it was financially it didn't make sense for me to go back to work full time because yeah. care is so expensive. So yeah. I didn't do any work for a year. Then when my daughter was a year, I started to go back to work part time. So I've been working on Saturdays since January.
0: Uh, so I was gonna say, hey, teacher, can okay, let's do a history lesson here. What was the internet <laughs> Did <laughs> you teach
1: definitely any history? Was, like. <laughs> Like to the mass, like to the mass public, it came out like that was more like in the 90s and things when it started popping up.
0: Okay, so they didn't have like the internet at all, yeah. and the internet is like very big these days. Yes, you know? <laughs> like you have it in your pocket. We're on the internet right now to connect. There's blogs. There's um, podcasts. There's TikTok.
1: <laughs> i know it's, just- it's almost you know it's a double-edged sword so i think mm-hmm. that's something with my anxiety i've learned with my therapist too it's so easy for us like for me like for those of us who have anxious being in the unknown or the i don't know category is like mm-hmm. our worst nightmare like we want answers like we want to know even if it's gonna be bad we just want to know yeah Cut like cut and dry and so if we're when you're new mom you don't know things like you first thing you pop on google which can be like your are undoing because you will go down this rabbit hole of like 15 different websites give you 14 different answers <laughs> and it can be very hard to like sift through and like, and kind of like trigger the overwhelm. Cause you're like, there's so much information. I don't even know how to handle, all this.
0: you know, um, couple of last couple last weekend, I interviewed, um, my former boss about motherhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and she had really good advice where she was just like saying, if you can look up so many things on the internet, but there's no like right or wrong way like everyone does things differently
1: yes totally. <laughs> right. and
0: so it's and also i've been like following like these i love family tiktokers and mother stuff I'm the guys, i think got guys so weird because i'm not even a mother but i just find it so fascinating <laughs> i find it entertaining
1: our lives are entertaining that's for sure <laughs> I,
0: well i i don't i just think it's i don't know i think i'm just so interested to like see cool strat- i mean eventually i do want to be mother i guess it's kind of like my way of like learning before it happens
1: yeah yeah no I mean I was a I was a nanny in college for a handful of years and I feel mm-hmm. like that's like the best preparation I could have done but the kids oh, were yeah. like 18 you know like two years old and older so I'm like let's get okay. the two-year-old I am set but like the <laughs> first two years I was like I had no idea what's going on
0: oh yeah no sure I had a three-year-old for those two weeks so two, she was two for like a second and then she turned three the oh, same week. It, so I was
1: like they're rough
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah and I also had like a I think he was six. Yeah, I think he was six. I know <laughs> <That's> a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so let's talk about you mentioned you had a thyroid, um th- a thyroid issue you had Graves disease. Yeah. yeah what so that is? um
1: so I knew I had like so I went through IVF to get pregnant. And so when you go through IVF, you do a ton of blood work testing like early on. And so IVF. I started-
0: IVF? oh yeah
1: uh so i did uh, like introvert like so i like um it fer- fertility struggles to get pregnant so oh, okay. I went through ivf okay um, for me to get pregnant gotcha and so again another another thing to add a level of anxiety.
0: yeah i did, I just didn't know what that was i was like what would oh act? sorry yeah i'm so, oh, you're so funny. <laughs> you're
1: um and so they did blood work and actually I found out my thyroid was on like the lower side. So like just means your thyroid is kind of sluggish a little bit. And mm-hmm. so when you're pregnant, you, your thyroid is like super important because it's like for all the hormone production. So mm-hmm. they just want to make sure it's in the normal range. So I got monitored a little bit, but I never needed medication. Everything was fine. Mm-hmm. And then after I gave birth, um, I was fine for a while. And then about seven or eight months postpartum, I'm still waking up every three hours to like nurse my daughter to sleep and I'm going to go, I go to lie down and all of a sudden my heart rate kind of like spikes. It like speeds up as I'm lying down, which is weird. Normally when you lie yeah. down, your heart rate should slow down and it got up to like, I have like a, or like a Fitbit. It got up to over like a hundred. And so mm-hmm. the next day I like went to like a general doctor, got blood work done, came back that I had, um, hyperthyroid. So not being slow this time, it was like very fast, which is, mm-hmm. um, so basically I talked to my doctor and it turned out when you, when you're after you give birth, um, you, can, you can trigger an autoimmune response where um, you basically can kick into overdrive. So I have Graves' disease, um, which is autoimmune, because if you have the gene for it to be slow, I guess it can mm-hmm. also be high. It can like kind of go go either way on the spectrum if you think about it that way.
0: That is so interesting
1: yeah and the reason he i was like i didn't understand at first because was like wait a minute i thought it was on the slow how could it be high he's like well yeah. when you're pregnant your body suppresses immune responses because it doesn't want to attack the baby it wants like to protect uh. the baby uh-huh. so everything is being suppressed and then like uh-huh. when you give birth you kind of can slingshot back in the other direction which is like uh, well, i guess they it's kind of if it was, and... like
0: holding it in yeah
1: something. yeah and then it's like all of a sudden it's like oh my god it's like the baby's out and so then it over it like overcompensates um and so I got put on, so I got put on antithyroid medication to bring it back to the normal range which I've been in for a while. And i um, been on antithyroid meds for like 10 months now, um, which was fine. Like um, initially I was very nervous because I'm nursing and breastfeeding and anything yeah. that I consume can go into the breast milk. And so I had yeah. to make sure I had to clear, it. I cleared it with a pediatrician. We looked everything up and I'm like, yes, it's fine. You're in like the, um the amount that would go in there would not be harmful to like the baby. And I was like, okay. Yeah. But what more scared me is they like, I okay, want you to take some type of heart medication to slow your heart rate because being in that hundred range is like dangerous because that's yeah. where like, and I was like, well, and then so I started reading about it. And so again, can I take it while I'm nursing? And then I had read some- blog or, or something, some opinion. And somebody was like, oh, you have to be very careful because your body can get used to it. It can be really hard to get off the medication. So then I was like, do I really need to take the meds? I really don't yeah. like taking medication unless I have yeah. to. My doctor's like, you have to take it. So I I took it for about a week and then mm-hmm. my symptoms com- um, completely went away. And in that time frame, that's when I started actually taking CBD. Um, mm-hmm. It felt like calm me down a little bit. And I've been I, after a week, my heart rate, like the issue, completely resolved. I haven't had any symptoms since.
0: <laughs> wow, yeah. that's like a really interesting story, and like amazing that CBD was there for you. It's
1: yeah, also it's so really- funny. So, um, oh. the reason we even had CBD in the house is that I started repping for a company, um, because my husband was taking it to help with sleep. So, like, mm-hmm. it's very common, like a lot of people take it. If you're like an anxious person, you get wound up at night. So or to calm your mind, like CBD can help people sleep. And so we had Mm -hmm. it in the house. Um, we had some broad spectrum meeting. We had ones with no THC in it, which Mm -hmm. I had done my research. I talked to people and the doctors are like, yeah, as long as there's no THC in it, like totally Mm -hmm. fine to take CBD um, while you're breastfeeding. I was like, Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So it's and there's a whole, there's a whole body of research that thinks now that trace amounts of THC probably aren't an issue either, but that's like, it's a personal Th- preference. THC
0: is a really, just because like THC, a certain amount, I know, like that's, can typically get you high.
1: Yeah. You have to take quite a bit. So the amounts that are in like, at least, so if you buy CBD off the shelf in like the mm. US, it can yeah. only have 0.3% THC. Um, mm. So it can't, it has to be non-intoxicating. Like it can't get too high. Yeah. It's yeah. Sort of, yeah. If you go to a dispensary and you Uh like buy like one of their products, the THC is going to be like 15 to 20%. So like 0.3% versus like 20%. So, so, um, so yeah, I would, yeah. So the doctor's like, no THC, that's fine. And then I was like, I was blown away within like, we, like, I was just like feeling calmer. And it was like, as you know, if you're an anxious person, another thing being anxious, it speeds up your heart rate. So obviously you want to be calm, like yeah, collected to help reduce anxiety.
0: (laughs) Of course do you take cbd every day
1: i do i do i take it every day um and i just because i take it every day i just i feel like it helps keep me at like i don't want to say like an even keel but it just helps me feel like i don't get triggered i don't feel as Mm. like overwhelmed like things will still happen that i'll be like oh i feel like i feel like almost like i could be getting anxious but instead i'm just able to handle it better i I was literally just just
0: just gonna say that it's like you feel like you can you feel more collected you feel good it. like you're not gonna be like triggered as easily if you weren't having CBD
1: exactly it's just like I feel like yeah I'll I'll get anxious but I can I come back to normal very quickly Mm -hmm. and I just yeah I would just say like I feel like you have almost like a pause button but like before you react it's like I'm like oh like that should be bothering me but I'm really it's okay like it's okay
0: I I love that where it's like oh you think that would piss me off but then it's not
1: I'm like I like this
0: (laughs) The amount of productivity I can do now so I don't have to spend my time like fighting my mind you know what I mean yeah
1: yeah totally
0: how do you consume it
1: so I consume it two ways um I use a tincture which is an oil so I put mm-hmm. it like under my under my tongue um but you can also put the oil in like whatever you want um I actually was at a summit for the CBD company I brought for over this past weekend and there was a cannabis mm-hmm. medicine doctor there who informed us which I find so cool you can put it in like any type of oil and like it'll be absorbed great so like avocado peanut butter nutella you could like mix it and then eat yeah, it that's dope yeah so like some, like some brands or some company you know like they don't like the taste um if you want to get it in your system it takes a little longer to metabolize so it has to go through your liver You know, because you're eating it um but it last it'll have long longer lasting effects up to like six hours so i'm like that's cool um i've the older com- I switched CBD companies recently but the older oh. company I went to I used to like use it in like a jelly form so like an edible I guess you could think of like okay. you know, like the gummies um but I find that the oils are better for me for like longevity and since I'm not looking at like a trigger response like I mm-hmm. take it like in the morning a little bit and take a little bit like at night like you know
0: yeah it's nice you know what I used to take I used to have a CBD oil um yeah. and what I used to do is put in my coffee in the morning
1: yeah, it's so funny. Originally, I thought um, it wasn't as effective. So I was like, because it's an oil and oil and water. I'm like, that doesn't mix. It won't be absorbed as well. But I learned uh, recently, I've gone through like a bunch of new education and trainings at the new company I'm with. And they're like, you know what, there is a slight difference, but like, it's minuscule. So you're still going to feel the effects. Like, if you, oh, fight, if you don't like it, don't want to hold on your tongue, just drink it. It's fine. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, I did that. And I was like, this is an amazing like morning routine putting CBD in your coffee. And I just felt so calm and collected in the morning. Yeah. And usually I feel like I'm more anxious like in the morning.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: but then I ran out. And I was so sad. I, was like, I no. know.
1: I know. Um, We also have CBD chocolate that um, the company I'm company with now. So sometimes I'll have a square of that in the afternoon. And uh, like <sighs> there's some people that drop it in their coffee in the morning, make a mocha. And I was like, well, that's genius. <laughs>
0: You can literally do anything with it I you feel can. like it just I, honestly and it's just like such a beautiful way of like coping and healing with mental health yeah. and such I just like love it so much um and apparently it's good for like I asked my quick coma specialist and I was like oh how do you feel about like CBD and stuff and they were like well it could do nothing but help you like it wouldn't hurt you I'm like good good to know because <laughs> I've been using That's- CBD
1: and you know what's great, too, is, like, five or six years ago, doctors would not have been on board a lot of the time. You would mm-hmm. tell them, and they would be like, oh, like, don't, like, I don't know, like, like, they're not allowed to say anything now. Like, I brought the ingredients list to the pediatrician. She's like, oh, yeah, it's fine. Um, I asked my endocrinologist. and like, will this interact with my thyroid meds. He's like, nothing as far He's like, I would just, like, take them an hour apart just in case. I was like, okay, cool. So it's, like, it's everywhere now. Yeah, there's
0: it's really so no, bad. like – research out there anything that's going to be like oh CB's horrible for you i mean everybody has a different body obviously yeah. so I'm sure maybe if you do Google oh CBD bad like using those words like I'm sure something would come up from some and person there, I mean,
1: if, you, if you are someone who takes like medications you should always like check with yeah. your doctor there are certain ones like I think it's like blood thinners and things like that where
0: that's yeah. the
1: way it's metabolized or whatever but like you know but in general like you know it's it just it's so if helpful a, to like, yeah. so many people it's really amazing
0: and if you're like a healthy adult then it's like yes. a no brainer but um, but yeah no, this I have these uh like good night nice CBD gummies that my client yeah. sells and oh my gosh the the rave that it gets and the hype because it's so good it literally knocks you out that's
1: awesome
0: <laughs> it has like it has melatonin and cbd in the gummy interesting yeah it's literally the, the most amazing thing ever um have you ever heard of cryberry cbd wine
1: not until you mentioned it to me it was like <laughs> brand what? new i
0: <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm like super excited to try this, the wine that they sent me. But like, I think it's, you know, this, I think it's also great for people who are recovering alcoholics.
1: Yes. So I know I, I haven't drank alcohol in two years because oh, it's been two uh, years, really? Yeah, it's crazy. And, oh, it, wow. it started out as I was trying to get pregnant. So I didn't drink, then I was yeah. pregnant. Then I was mm-hmm. nursing, and mm-hmm. then it became yeah I could drink it. I could wait a couple hours, and then I just, I just don't miss it. So I was like, well, if I don't miss it, I'm not going to do it, and not to deal with yeah. the hangover. And then it's interesting. Other people I've talked to that also take CBD, they found they're drinking less. I'm mean, like, that's not to say like if you don't have a glass of wine, you don't have a coffee. Yeah, like yeah. But for some people who are using it, it's more of like a like a crutch. Like they mm-hmm. aren't leaning on it as much, which is pretty pretty cool.
0: Well, yeah, but I mean, in reality, a lot of people who drink drink to like relieve the reality yes with the world if you know what i mean i mean i people if if there's someone who's like a heavy drinker or goes out and party go out to bars whatever and they tell me they're just drinking just for fun just to be social i'm like you're bsing me
1: i would probably it's like the being social is because we don't feel comfortable being in a social environment without right
0: (laughs) right but I feel like CBD can also, I mean, depending on the person, like, I mean, it it helps calm anxiety. Like, I feel like pretty much mm-hmm. all different types of anxiety just help with the nervous system. Um, Are you familiar? I've been mentioning this, like, literally in every single episode. It just, like, for some reason, just always goes with the conversation. But have you ever heard of Kava? Yes. Ah, Nice. i feel like not many people know what that is but also like i feel like if you if you are really big on cbd and like plant medicine i mm-hmm. feel like you maybe have that name or something has come into your life so before we go into it what would you uh because so, i because i'm somebody do ask people what they know what kava is but then they kind of get mixed up with something completely different
1: all right i want to see if it's the same thing so when we were yeah. in fiji okay okay, so far we're
0: going the right direction okay okay we
1: like we drink like they drink it like they yeah
0: it's like a shell yes okay okay (laughs) okay now you don't put on your head you drink it no
1: no you drink it's it's (laughs) like it's a very bizarre taste if I remember correctly it was a while. it was yeah it was about eight years ago yeah
0: I don't really like the taste I have to put like coconut milk in it or something and I was drinking like it like um straight but like my boyfriend he works at this place called botanical brewing in Florida and like they're like a tap room that sells Kava, CBD, THC, all that. And it's literally okay. like a bar with no alcohol. And it's like those products.
1: That's awesome. Yeah.
0: And they have um, like different sparkling drinks for with it, with it, they have mixed drinks and things like that. And it's so, and it's just the whole vibe. It's nice. You know, I too. think
1: we're reaching, so I was at the summit this past weekend, and the doctor's like, I think we're reaching a tipping point where there's a ton of people that don't, they want an alternative to alcohol like they either mm-hmm. drank too much or they witnessed too much, whatever the reason. And people are looking for all an alternative. And so it's, it's good. Co- like, you know, so looking at like a lot of like, um, like low dose THC products are coming out now too. Um, like the company with, we're like, we're just releasing one, like, so people can have something where they have this calm, like, you know, a calming, relaxed without mm-hmm. that hangover without, mm-hmm. and with, you know, just more controlled like when you order a drink at a bar you don't really know how much alcohol is going in
0: versus (laughs) if
1: you're like taking a product like um whatever like kava whatever Usually, like you're measuring so there's more like measurement involved and you can yeah
0: and also there's no hangovers for kava and kava doesn't make you angry like you don't have a bar fight you know what i mean exactly so it just so much the vibes are so much better and then there was this one girl on tiktok it was like this it was like the most iconic thing ever. She would go to a bar, order a mocktail and then she'd just put her CBD oil in it.
1: Yeah, so we th- we did this this past weekend. We had these amazing non-alcoholic mocktails. I was like they're so delicious and there's no alcohol in them and it's like there's spirits. It's like there it's 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 amazing how far we've come and I'm so happy to see that. It's like I feel the real societal pressure to drink for a long time is like pretty strong mm. and if you don't you get it's like a grill of questioning but why and it's like but uh, then that's why so rude that I'm not drinking is really the question that is
0: so rude people really need to learn to just like shut up like yeah I that stuff bothers me and I'm like if you have to deal with that I'm sorry you have to deal with that because that's so annoying
1: yeah and like, another mom I know she's also like nursing like postpartum and she's like you know she's been trying to cut back on drinking because like she doesn't drink that often she's like when I do and there's a social environment it's like and then I always hate it the next day I'm like I know I'm like once you start it gets easier but it is it's a hard thing like the, the societal pressures even if it's not a pressure of them like being direct but you can like feel the tent, you know feel yeah the- it's like
0: the energy you know? it's also yes. kind of like feeling like a little like left out in a way because everyone's like it's also like if you go to a party and everyone's drunk and you're just like not and it's just like I know, <laughs> you know, um, and I, I, lately I've been, ever since I've been introduced to Kava CBD, I've been really like, I really don't care to drink.
1: I yeah. mean, like I still,
0: like, I still do have wine here and there, but I'm not yeah. the kind of person where I want to be having like tequila shots. And so I don't even know last time I even had a tequila shot. So yeah. <laughs> it's also like kind of rough when you're like, um, cause I was, when I was in New Jersey, I was at a bachelorette. and I was like okay well I'm going to a bachelorette this is gonna be really hard if I like want to be like I don't want to drink I
1: know
0: so it's kind of like okay what do I do you know but I I, well so I I mean I did drink that week and I just I just for that just for that weekend but typically I try not to make it like a an everyday kind of thing like at one point I was kind of doing that like every day when I was doing like one hope and everything because I just had so much wine in my apartment
1: yeah no and it's and it's such a normal thing, like go to happy hour after work. And it's like yeah. all those, and if you're not partaking in it, you can you can feel very isolated and it's yes, that's it's what it then is. Then can feed into your anxiety, depression, whatever, even further, even though there's all these issues with that alcohol exacerbates, <laughs> like it's oh my-
0: if you ever come to Florida, oh my gosh, if let's say, well, I'm in Cape Coral right now and that's like where the botanical brewing is, but there's like, a couple of spots in Florida. I mean, we should go to like a, go to that tap room and have some like comedy. again. I just feel like it'll be like that, envi- that environment is just so much, I don't know, like funner.
1: Yeah, no, I just- yeah. And just like, it's like, just think about like alcohol is like a depressant on your body. And so mm-hmm. just the way it impacts it, you just don't know. It can, yeah, like you said like, like so many, so much anger, like don't drive it, like all the yeah. horrible
0: And then like- also, you know, car accidents. Yes. So I kind of, I feel like this can, I feel like we're, we're literally at the beginning before a movement's going to happen.
1: I agree. I definitely agree.
0: How amazing is that? I feel so blessed.
1: Yeah, I just, I'm glad that like, I don't know. I'm glad the, like, it's, I'm glad a shift is finally happening. I'm glad that, um, plant medicine is like more openly accepted and like, like even like within family, it's like, I know my mom, my dad is taking like every, you know, it's just like, people are just open to trying something a little different and just feeling more like people just want to feel calm and like balanced. Like they don't want to feel like those extremes anymore. I don't think.
0: Yeah. I think, I feel like there's really needs to be more information or more people really trying to push for that mm-hmm. because and like the amount of harm that alcohol causes on society, you know, domestic violence, um you know, we can literally name a million things. Domestic violence, child abuse, car mm-hmm. accidents, um people going to jail for probably hitting somebody at a bar, like fights, marriages breaking up, like I can go on and on oh what know, alcohol and I'm like literally thinking of like this right now I'm like shit wow <laughs> who the heck made alcohol legal?
1: <laughs> I know I know and it's I mean yeah. there's a whole thing about like you know why like um plants and stuff were made illegal and all that but I'm glad that we're you know, we're slowly getting our way back <laughs>
0: Right, slowly, yeah, and then also the amount of money people can save.
1: Oh, I know, I know. I'm like, we rarely like my husband will buy like a six pack of beer every once in a while, and it's like, like how much money we used to spend at restaurants. (laughs)
0: Yes, you know, drinks are getting more expensive these days. They're like thirteen dollar drinks here and stuff like that. Like I went to a tap room, maybe two weeks ago, and they sold. It was interesting. They had two bars. One bar sold beer. One bar sold like CBD and THC and stuff.
1: Oh, very
0: interesting. So, um. I went to the CBD bar because I was like, I want it, and I was, I was like, oh, I'll get this drink. And then the girl, like, she put the seltzer and she put like whatever. She just made the drink. She gave it to me, and she probably like, three fifty. I was like, huh? <laughs> I was expecting like eight dollars, ten dollars. Right. Like, I, I was like, excuse me. Well, I didn't say that. I was like, I'm not like, going. Sorry. I don't know You're
1: like, <laughs> okay, three
0: fifty. But yeah, you got like, it. Oh my god! Imagine going to and that CBD drink made me feel good. I had two of them. They were nice. <laughs> I felt I didn't feel like, oh, my God, wanna, I'm going to go, like, start jumping all things. Like, I just felt, like, nice and relaxed. So, right. I'm, like, I was, I'm, i like, whoa, I feel like I'm in the 19s, like, 60s right now or something. Like, getting a drink at a bar for, like, three bucks. Like, what? <laughs> and then, like, when the tip part came, it was, like, 75 cents. And I was, like, I kind of felt bad. I was, like, uh. <laughs> so I, clicked, I clicked 20% too on the thing. Automatically, I was like, "Yeah, twenty percent." Like automatically, just because she was really nice, and I just realized after I clicked it and signed and it sent over, I was like, "Wait, did I just just seventy five cents?"
1: (laughs) It's it's just it's remarkable, really is.
0: I was like oh my god I feel like an asshole but it's like I'm sure she gets it you know like it was it's not like I like did the math myself and put it on like a paper like it was on like one of those screens you know yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah. it like did it for you
0: yeah yeah yeah. so I was like but then I just realized after I already clicked the button I was like oh my god I just gave this girl like a (laughs) seventy (laughs) percent. oh my god but yeah no I thought that was really cool and I would totally go back but it's like we need more of that you know
1: yeah oh my goodness I just think like I said I think there's like there's a real push for people like not wanting to like lose their like cognition and like their their faculties right they just they just want to feel calm like that's it we just want to feel calm we want to feel like social so,
0: um, yeah content exactly you know and just kind of be like you know everybody goes through something everyone's always going through something so it's just like people instead of like drinking wine the other night or drinking like a beer it's like have like a drink a kava drink or something like that and it's mm-hmm, also totally it boosts my creativity at that's one point awesome. i was drinking like C- these like cbd seltzers and yes what, which I- like
1: th- those are new too which is awesome
0: yeah and, th- and then every time i'll drink it i'll like oh my god i have a creative idea now you know like it, w- it would like remove the brain fog that's
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's really like our endocannabinoid system, which is like, we have a system in our body set up for CBD, which makes it so cool. It's just like, Oh yeah. yeah. It's it's just like, it's like waiting to be fed this CBD molecule. So when you give it to it, it's like all these little, like, so if you're like out of whack, cause your mood, it, that gets balanced. If it's like the fog in your brain, that gets balanced. If sleep is off, that gets balanced. So it's like rebalancing your systems. It's like so freaking cool. That Um, is
0: really cool. Oh my goodness. I feel like more people need to I feel like this movie needs to, like, hurry up before I'm dead. I know. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, I really hope, like, you know, a lot of people think the world's ending. I'm just feeling like, I think the world's not, I mean, the the toxic world hopefully is ending. I mean, right now, the world's a very interesting. But the, the world's always an interesting place. I feel like now we're going a little philosophical. <laughs> okay, all right. So, um, <laughs> what else do you do to cope with your stresses of motherhood outside of using CBD?
1: So absolutely is number one is like getting out of the house. Like fresh air is Mm -hmm. like, like a must. I go on a walk every single day. So like exercise, like movement in general is important, but I think the fresh air is like, Absolutely necessary and then changes scenery. So like it's very easy to be like overwhelmed, like feeling like you're like like this, like on the rat race, like doing the same thing like every day, like over and over, especially when you have like a very small child. So if you can get out and change scenery, go to a park, um, go to like libraries have like free events all the time. They'll have like story times and things like that. Um, mom's groups on Facebook are actually really helpful. Like, I'm in a group where like somebody like sets up a calendar. And, like, different people host things all the time, and it's free. Oh, that's so, so cool! So, like, find your tribe of people. Like, and yeah. just and like just know you're not by yourself. Like, whatever you're going through, there's like 10 other moms. Going <laughs> the same shit, you are. Yeah. <laughs> And oh, yeah. yeah, so I say, like, just just try to find somebody and get out of your house. Is what I would say. Oh
0: my gosh, for real. Um, I actually like recommended this one mom to like go into do like Facebook group because, you know, what a great thing could also do, like this was just my thought when I recommended it to her was like you're obviously gonna make friends with other moms and maybe even develop relationships where because some cause a lot of moms may have like a hard time. Who may have to work full time, like both the mom yeah. and the dad, and may have a hard time finding someone to to watch the kid for x amount of hours, maybe even a couple of hours or something like that. Right. Or they may not have like the kind of family support like that happens, right. and I see that. So I feel for those moms, and I'm like, oh, I feel so bad. Like they don't really have like that really good support system. So I refer, I said to this one person, I was like, oh, if you're doing like a Facebook group that are like for moms in your area Mm -hmm. like type in your like county or your town and put like mom group and Mm -hmm. like that is a beautiful way to connect and I'm not saying throw your kid to a random stranger obviously talk to that person and actually gain a relationship but
1: that's like a start you know what I mean no it's just yeah like literally that's what um so like the few mom friends I have aren't local to me and they're like go on Facebook find your local like you know your in your, t- put in your town and be like yeah. mom groups. And there's yeah. like five of your six, there's like so many of them. Of and then it's just, and it's full of information of seasoned moms, moms with new kids, you find kids oh. your age or people do like same activities you do. It just, it just helps. Cause the, the hardest part of motherhood is like the feeling of isolation. And yeah. so that's what fuels anything, anxiety, depression, all that stuff. So like, if you can just be with others, it just really helps.
0: Didn't we actually meet a Facebook group?
1: you and I it was the event right it was an online market like no like I it was think that the, the one that
0: Pia threw yeah
1: yeah the Pia's event
0: so that's so funny how we actually met in a Facebook group and look where we are now that's true <laughs> that's so
1: true
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow we just reached for us full circle there right we now go we're, we're recommending people to join Facebook groups I love Facebook groups
1: you know what? I really it's I like the groups. um Facebook itself. I feel very triggered and like, you know, it's like mm. all the news and all this stuff, but it's like I will jump yeah. into those groups for connections. They're still pretty powerful.
0: yeah, I'm like I don't really go on I don't really scroll on my feed on Facebook too much It's because yeah, I mean, it's always yeah. like political or like something that I'm just probably would annoy me. Yes, you know what I mean?
1: I agree. Um,
0: so if I am on Facebook scrolling, it's like maybe for like 30 seconds.
1: I know, I know. It's more like, did I miss any major announcement from yeah, some, some cousin like that. maybe that I should yeah. be aware of?
0: No, yeah, it's like exactly, like for that. But oh my God, I was like on Facebook, like a crap ton before, you know, when we're doing all of the events and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I definitely feel like I found my home on Instagram much more. Um, I yeah,
0: just... I even know she's been on, you know, I notice. I like, I think it's the algorithm. Okay, yeah. I'm, I don't think I know. Um, because I literally never see your stuff unless I click, like, you know how you can switch your feed to, like, following to, like, regular feed? Yes, yes, I only see your content when I click following.
1: That's so weird.
0: Yeah, so I don't, I mean, what tech, I literally never see your stuff. So, like, what type of content do you post on the regular? Like, the type, like, topic-wise?
1: So, my like my my like my reels and like my static posts and things like that it's like anxious like like anxious mom tips i do things like that um, how tos for cbd um like i feel like it's like my big one like how to manage anxiety things like that maybe
0: because um, i'm not a mom that i don't see like mom topics. maybe
1: there's some mom <laughs> hashtags of plant medicine like plant wellness all that kind of stuff yeah is
0: i feel like that's i that could be why because i don't like on instagram i don't i don't i don't get fed that content because i'm not normally like looking for mom bloggers i feel like the more the mom stuff that i see is like on tiktok Um, Yeah. And you know, the algorithm is so
1: funny too. It's like, I feel like I started seeing your stuff only because I like had scrolled all the way over my stories recently. And I was like, I have not seen just seen stuff in a long time. And then once I started engaging on your content, then I finally started seeing it again. That's how
0: it works. (laughs) Yeah. And then if you like start talking in the DMs, that's another way to trigger the algorithm to show me more. It's, it's, It's creating conversations and direct messages
1: exactly and so it's like i try, sometimes i'm like wait how did i talk to certain people in a while? i'm like let me find I know. them
0: <laughs> sometimes i'm just like, i think in my head i'm like oh crap what is this person doing with their love i think like oh maybe i got sometimes i'll get nervous and i'll be like, something happened to them and i'll Hey, listener, if you have come this far into the podcast episode, I hope that you are enjoying it. And also, I would love if you guys, if you guys are listening on Apple Podcasts, if you could leave a review. It helps so much um, in the algorithm to get our podcast pushed to new listeners. And if you're on Spotify, if you can follow us on there, that would be truly amazing and the more you guys share the more that we grow in this podcast and the more we grow the more episodes we can put out for you guys so yes thank you so much for listening and now back to the episode from your knowledge do you think cbd can be a good fit for all bodies or do you believe only certain certain do you believe certain people should stay away from it
1: um, it's pretty much for everybody, unless you have certain like preexisting, like medical conditions, I'd say like if you're on any type of medication, you always want to like check with your doctor first, just to make yeah. sure there's no known interactions. Cause because CBD works, gets broken down in your liver. That's where medicines get broken down. So you just want to make sure there's nothing where I could interact. And sometimes it's just spacing it out. Like you can still take them, but maybe you take your medication in the morning you take your CBD at night. Um, And it's because everybody has an endocannabinoid system. So if you have a, which runs through like your spine and your body. So if you have a spine, so like mammal, like basically my dog takes CBD, my husband, me, like everyone can benefit in some way, shape or form. Mm -hmm. And there's so many ways that you can take it. Like we talked about before. So everyone can really reap the benefits.
0: So what would you say to somebody who may be nervous to take it for the first time? Like, how would you explain your uh, first experience?
1: I would say, um, well, you want to start low and slow with whatever you're taking because um, yeah, you don't know how your body's going to react just like a medication, right? Like, or a supplement, you would start with a small amount and then build gradually over time Mm -hmm. and don't go in it thinking you're going to have, it's almost like it doesn't make you feel a certain way. It just all of a sudden you have an absence of something. So for example, if you're feeling anxious, it doesn't make me feel like a happy emotion or like something. It just, I just know that I'm less anxious or like I'm, I'm less triggered and like I get less sucked into the overwhelm.
0: Yeah, that actually that makes makes a lot of sense. I know some people if they are already anxious, some people are scared to take new things into their body. Yeah. But there's really like I don't think there's really much out there or no one of like things like, oh, this person had a bad reaction to this or I mean THC they got bad it's, reactions.
1: Yeah. With. I mean, I mean the most important thing too is when you're picking a CBD like make sure that there's a certificate of analysis. So on every product Mm. you buy, there should be a barcode on like the packaging. So you can Mm -hmm. like find out what's actually in your product because CBD is an unregulated unregulated industry, unfortunately. So somebody could like slap a label and be like, Hey, it says CBD in it, but Mm -hmm. it, it could have other parts of the plant. Um, So, and something else that's really important you'll find in that COA, um, which will be on their website too. It'll, they'll test for certain things. They'll test for like leads, pesticides, like all that nasty stuff, because hemp is like a scavenger plant. It will literally suck up whatever in the environment. So Mm -hmm. if they aren't, it's planted in an area where those things are floating around, it'll take it up. And then when they extract it to put in your product, you'll ingest it, which is not good. Um, but as long as you do your research, you make sure they have those things then like, yeah, I mean, CBD really is for-
0: everyone yeah you're definitely very knowledgeable about that i feel like i was talking to a scientist for like a hot minute
1: (laughs) well i do have a master's in biology but Uh, i really actually
0: you told me about that, that you are really big on biology so that stuff is like second like nature to you no pun intended It's so
1: funny when I got involved I felt like it was kind of like all my worlds coming together like I love helping people oh. you have know, a passion for that so I was a teacher and educator I love science it's like there's such a big science background and research with this and it was like it all clicked together and I was like this is the best thing ever that is amazing <laughs> um so
0: what what else do you do for like spreading? You post reels? Do you post on Facebook too? Or
1: um, I don't post static on Facebook just because of the types of people that like families that follow me there. It just gets mm-hmm. a little hairy sometimes. Ah, um, gotcha. So I post yes, yeah, so I post reels. I post static posts on Instagram. I'm in my stories all the time. Yeah, um, I just started generating like an email list so then like people. Who oh, want very it. cool.
0: Have, like, oh my email, gosh, like, newsletters and tips and all that fun stuff. Oh, I want to join it. You send me the
1: link yeah definitely will <laughs> i didn't
0: i see I, the algorithm is insane because i had all this are telling me i follow you on everything and i'm already i was like well you do you do this it's like
1: yeah i know it's crazy
0: it's it's so insane do you uh what do you think about doing tiktok tiktok definitely you have like actually no way it's hard on tiktok because TikTok
1: is tricky you yeah yeah they I, I, have um you can't say the word cd you, you can't yeah you, like, no
0: i know i i've I, I don't know why I even asked you that question. Because, no, you know, what's weird. Yeah. Some
1: people don't get flagged. They do stuff and they're fine. Yeah, and other people do it and they get flagged. And it's just like, it's so weird.
0: Yeah, no, because my client when he's, you know, they sell the CBD and THC. So we don't like we have a TikTok. But every time I post something, it gets taken down right away. Even if I don't even like say it in there. Like, it's just it's. I don't get it. Take- it's so, so weird. So, yeah, I mean, Instagram is definitely more accepting to the CBD community. They're definitely not accepting the THC. Yeah, and
1: Facebook blocks certain things, not yeah. CBD is okay. But if you say THC, even if you like are saying like low, it like sometimes will flag it. So it's like Instagram is very CBD friendly. Um, yeah. I know people like that I think started branching out to you, like YouTube. and stuff. Yeah, like I
0: was just going to say YouTube. See, reason, I think the reason I just said TikTok is TikTok is always like people you know, reach big audiences. But yeah. no, I think YouTube. I was thinking YouTube. Yeah. Like YouTube shorts.
1: Yeah. So I've been like hearing, like- hearing about them. I haven't done them yet, but I've been hearing about them.
0: Yeah. I was thinking of just like ways for you to like reach like a larger audience. You yeah. know? You can even like if you have the time you can even like make like full form videos on uh literally niche to C B D and yeah. s- like start that movement. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah. I, get su- it I subscribe. I subscribe to it
1: all right <laughs> yeah
0: okay um so last question i have for you the way i always like um close up a conversation is okay so let's think about the person that's listening to us most likely wondering if cbd is for them could be a mom as well could be struggling with anxiety this is a little question but what the last piece of advice that you would want to give my audience
1: i would say that if you think you like are need help like get the help, like, don't sit there, like thinking like, I should just have to deal with this, whatever it is, if it's anxiety, if it's depression or anything, um, and try something new. The worst that could happen is if you try CBD, then it doesn't work. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Like there's no harm. Um, There's not risks like with other like medications, it's not going to do anything like scary to your body. Um, and I would just say it's worth the risk. Like you deserve the chance to like feel better. I know so many people who have like impacted, like it's really just changed their lives for the better. There some people who can give it to their kids. Like it just- mm-hmm. It's just powerful. And if you're dealing with anxiety, it can get better. That's what I would say.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming onto my podcast. I really
1: appreciate it. It was so much fun. Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. And thanks everyone for listening to this episode and stay tuned for next week's.